Hi everybody, uh, I am uh, Trey, one of your average film enjoyers, and I am here to tell you that you can win over $500 worth of movie stuff. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're a huge movie fan. Obviously, you wouldn't be listening if you didn't love film like me and Jagger. Um, and so me and Jagger, along with, uh, three other content creators on TikTok, uh, Film Gunch, who we've had on here, uh, Wes, who we've had on here a couple times, and then, uh, one of our good friends, Real Takes, we are all, uh, joined together doing a giveaway currently, and it, um, how you join this giveaway is you go, uh, to each of our pages, we all have the giveaway video pinned, and you'll go on to that video. You'll give us all a follow. We uh, Each account is tagged in every video. Um, and then com comment down below. Uh, five Tag five of your friends. And if you tag five different friends in all five different videos, then you can get up to 30 entries. 30 entries. You can get up to 30 entries. So, uh, but you're like, Trey... Well, you're telling me about this, but I don't even know what I can win. Well, I'll tell you what you can win. Uh, Real Takes is donating a uh, 4K Harry Potter collection, Blu-ray James Bond collection, uh, I believe a 4K uh, collection of the Planet of the Apes films, and uh, the first three John Wick movies in 4K. Um, I'm donating three criterions of your choice, so whoever wins get to choose uh, three criterions. And we'll mail those to you. Uh, Jagger, my co-host, is donating um, three or a bunch of international DVDs. Um, Gunch is donating um, uh, uh, Don Hertzfeld and uh, oh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Well, the animated show. It's a very limited edition animated sketch comedy show. He has a bunch of steel books of all three seasons, so he's donating those. And then the biggest one. Wes is donating a region-free Blu-ray player. So if any of those items interest you, again, go to any of our TikTok pages. Go to me and Jagger's TikTok page, Trey the Film Noob, Jagger Film Reviews. We have the video videos pinned on top of our pages. So go check them out. Follow the instructions. Uh, the giveaway ends when we are all five of us at a thousand followers. And me and Jagger are the only ones that haven't hit a thousand followers yet. So please help us get a, uh, get us there so we can give away all this movie merchandise. Now, let's get to the podcast. One. Hello, everyone. Oh. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Average Film Enjoyer Hooptober. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about a classic and a personal favorite of mine, John Carpenter's masterpiece, Halloween, from wow. 1978. Um, the origin of one of the worst horror series ever, but one of the most iconic, so is what it is. Um... But yeah, I would like to ask all of you what your thoughts were upon first watching this. 
Uh, you get what you want. And by the way, everybody, everybody listening, this is Alan and Will. Oh, they... my, I, I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, uh, these, uh, Alan, we had on for our malignant episode, our very first Hooptober episode. And um, Will, this is uh, our first time having you on. They are both from the, oh gosh, you guys are Fistful of Films. films. Yeah, 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 there's so many. Um, they're both from the Fistful of Film pod. How are you guys doing? I'm doing pretty good. Very <laughs> busy day. Got a bunch of movie that to yap about uh, movies, so you know. Yeah. I'm just, just watching movies. Hell yeah. Okay, first thoughts. Will, why don't you go first? Because we, I know you love this movie. Yeah, so I saw this movie probably the first time when I was 10. And then since then, it's just kind of been a little annual tradition. Every every Halloween, I'll, I'll turn on the first and second one and just do a little back-to-back. And I just I just love this film. I love Michael Myers. I think he's the greatest horror character of all time. I It's my second favorite horror movie ever and fifth in like my all-time rankings in movies in general uh it's just i just i think it's john carpenter's masterpiece easily i think it clears the thing and just really excited to dive in and talk about it some more yeah alan what about you uh yeah not not as big on it as will uh i think for what it is i think it's a very well-made movie but the only above average thing about it is the score uh, but again, I think it's I think it's really well made. Uh, it does not clear the thing. I think the thing is better. <laughs> they live is better. Christine is better than uh, Halloween. Uh, and then you know, there's a, always an argument about if Texas Chainsaw Massacre is better. And in my head right now, I think it is better. But I need to rewatch it. But overall, yeah, it's a, it, it's a, it's like a, a middle three and a half. I think max. Maybe it'll be a four. I don't know. It, it's good. Yeah, it seems but, like. Me and Alan are in the same. It's kind of this the the uh, this podcast episode is kind of split uh, down the middle, um, <laughs> because I also have this. At, I have this at four. Um, I didn't think. I definitely think the thing clears this movie. The thing is one of my all time favorite horror movies. I think They Live clears. I have They Live at five stars. Um, I uh, I haven't seen any other Carpenter, uh, so I can't really comment on like Christine or anything. I also think Texas Chainsaw Massacre clears, but that's a really hard movie to beat. Uh, Yeah, I don't think it's anything like... Okay, Will, we'll get into that later. Um, I don't think it's anything revolutionary. I don't think it's like anything like we haven't seen before when it came out. Like, we'd seen the slasher genre done before this, obviously. Um, The serial killer genre of horror... Um, I do agree with Will. Uh, Michael Myers is because you can't really choose Ghostface as a horror character since it's a different person every time. Um, like if I had to choose a Ghostface, obviously Stu Mocker, but um, Michael Myers is my favorite like horror character villain. Um, I think he's just so iconic, and that theme music. Um, I think Alan touched on the score in this. John Carpenter, I don't know who does the score for his films, but they are John just... John Carpenter does Always the him, score yeah. for John Carpenter mm-hmm. films. Are you serious? He's a composer, yeah, too? Yeah. That's Always crazy. Too. My man is my man is a jack-of-all-trades. Yeah, that's, the score is just so damn good. The, the synth goat? Yeah. Um, Jagger, what about you? First time you watch this, opening thoughts. This was the first... Yeah, the first horror movie I ever watched. 
Um, so this was a huge, like, impact. On... Oh. <laughs> I'm not muted for that. My bad, guys. Um, so yeah, this was like. <laughs> I'll cut that out. Um, this was like a huge movie for me because of that. So, I guess maybe that's bias, but I don't know. I think that it, despite bias, it is still an incredible film. It has held up shockingly well. Um, saying that Christine is better is wild, might I add. But, um, there's parts of this movie that, uh, still kind of give me chills. Like, when they look out the window and he's standing there with the clotheslines and everything waving. That's, like, an incredible moment for film as a whole, and one of the most iconic in all of cinema. So I think that this is a film that deserves all of the respect that it gets. Yeah, I, I totally, I not, I don't totally agree, but I, I can agree on some of the points you made there. I apologize to everybody. I thought when I muted my microphone, like when I press the button on here, it wouldn't pick up, but then it just transfers to my computer microphone and still picks up what I'm yelling in the background. So I apologize to all our listeners for that. Um, yeah, I I think I think the I don't know. It's there's nothing here that like blows my mind, right? So like if I watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the camera work, I'm like, "Wow, this is top tier." If I watch the first Scream movie, the way Wes Craven kind of like we talked about this Jagger on our Scream episode, Wes Craven kind of flips the whole slasher genre on its head. Like, that really blew my mind, you know? And there's nothing here that does that for me. Even The Thing, if we're talking about other John Carpenters, the practical effects in that film are the best practical effects I have ever seen. It's They look outstanding. They look absolutely disgusting. Um, and there's just nothing here in this film that does that for me. But, again, I can still recognize how masterfully it is done um uh and go ahead you said that this movie was not very like revolutionary before this slashers consisted of the town that dreaded sundown and texas chainsaw massacre is great but that's like the only big slasher before this and that's why people refer to halloween as the grandfather of slasher movies because without halloween there would be, like, Texas Chainsaw, which, again, doesn't feel like a slasher, per se, because slasher's associated with cheesy. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a lot of things. I wouldn't say cheesy is one of them. And I think that Halloween was something that did revolutionize the slasher genre. For 1978? Yeah. Uh, for me, I feel like... Halloween is the reason why Texas Chainsaw Massacre is as popular as it is and why yeah. it's so genre-defining and revolutionary, but I would still consider Texas Chainsaw Massacre the, like, the epitome of, like, top slasher, like, just off of how memorable it is and how much it affects, like, the genre as a whole. Totally. But I think Halloween, it's because of Halloween being so popular. Yeah. 
I don't even think we'd have movies like Scream or any of the big slashers today if it wasn't even for like Halloween in general. I mean, it really was one of the trailblazing films that like helped birth the slash slasher subgenre, just revitalized it, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, and I I, I totally agree with that. Can can someone remind me? I've never seen it, but is isn't Black Christmas a slasher? That's it, one. It is, but it wasn't. It wasn't like. That popular until after Halloween. Like, oh, like, I didn't know. I thought that was like a huge thing. Okay, that's just something that's been on my watch list for a while, and I was yeah, like, I mean, the, the first Black... slasher was I don't remember. It was before Psycho's uh, Peeping Tom. I think it came out two months before Psycho, and Psycho's usually considered the first slasher. But hmm. Tom, interesting. That was in the sixties. So. Yeah, and Black Black Christmas didn't get a following until a little while after it came out. Yeah. So. This was like a hit, like when it came out. Right away, everyone yeah. wants to see it. Um, yeah. Because John Carpenter, famously, a lot of his stuff has become cult classics over the years. Like they weren't huge hits when they first came out, but this one was. This is one of the few that was. But like The Thing, and They Live, and I believe Escape from New York, possibly were all oh, three. Movies. Yeah, they like flopped at the box office, but now. Yeah. Those are like considered like cult classics. Like the thing is, I believe number one on Letterboxd's top two fifty horror films. Um, it's I think it's the highest rated horror film on Letterboxd. Um, they Live is a classic. Escape from New York is a classic, um, which is just really interesting. And that that goes to show, like, I definitely am not disagreeing with you guys on how revolutionary it was for the genre because that also goes to show that this is like one of his few that made a bunch of money. Um, and also we get Jamie Lee Curtis, the screen queen. Um, she's absolutely outstanding in this. Uh, is Jamie Lee Curtis the best final girl in horror movies? That's my question. I'd go Ellen Ripley personally. Yeah. Well, what about you? Just cause there's, I'd probably edge Sydney Prescott just because there's, all the movies are so good, and everyone she's been in, just she's just so good in all of them. But yeah. I definitely think probably Ripley and Laura, yeah, uh, Road Makeup, the uh, top three for sure. Yeah, D- Jagger. Um, here's the thing, I'm kind of tied up between Halloween and I'd say, um, oh, what's her name, Clarice. In Silence of the Lambs is kind of a final girl with that like ending scene. Mm-hmm. So I'd say it's sort of a tie-up between those two. Yeah. Yeah, usually I would be Will with Will on this. Um, as Nev Campbell and Scream, Sidney Prescott. Um, because I love those films. Uh, I mean, the third one, not so much. I think that one's fine. But the rest of them are super good. Um, but... I, I I think about Jamie Lee Curtis and I think about less about the quality of the movies over the years and more about the character of Laurie Strode. And like if it, like, yes, though, the the newer trilogy of the Halloween movies, like the legacy sequel that turned into like that trilogy with Halloween, Halloween ends and Halloween kills. They the first one actually pretty solid. The next two are freaking terrible. Um but the one shining light of all three of those is how much of a badass Laurie Strode is. And that's that's my opinion. I think she's the best, like, final girl, final woman. You know, like, all of her 
stuff where she's just gearing up, getting ready to kill Michael Myers in Halloween. I think that's awesome. Um, yeah, does anybody have any last final thoughts on uh, this great horror film? Yeah. What I think made this film so unique and so popular, especially at the time, was just the whole idea of the suburbs being safe. And because at the time, most of the horror films, you know, centered there's big cities like Death Wish. That was big at the time. It was in a city. Texas Chainsaw Massacre was in some rural area, but where this one is just in the suburbs, you don't know which house he could be in. He could literally after anybody. He's on the street, he disappears. You literally no way to locate him whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Which I think really adds to the buildup of tension, paranoia, and dread. And yeah, I just think sure. it's so it's done so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, that's definitely not something I've thought about before. Alan, what were you about to say? I was just gonna say I think the. All the sequences in the daytime are like scarier to me than the night ones. Like the, this new movie that came out this year, Insidious: The Red Door. It's not great, but they had a sequence like in the the day that I thought was really really well done. Because I don't know, there's just something eerie about horror sequences during the day. Because you know you expect it to be uh, devoid of light usually, you know, and during the night. So I think those are really effective. Yeah, yeah, I think there's something to be to be talked about there. Um, as far as day horror and day action, um, because it, like when you think about it, the the darker it is during a shot, during an action sequence, during a horror movie, the more like let like the more they can kind of slack off and not really focus on the little details. But when you're having it take place during the day, you have to focus on these tiny little. Uh, details you have to focus on everything and make sure it looks perfect because with the during the daytime you're going to be able to pick out those little like inconsistencies um which yeah i totally agree with you alan jagger what about you oh and jagger has left um that's all right um thank you everybody oh he's back is he well yeah, Jagger, he uh, <laughs> was something's happening with Jagger. Um, thank you, everybody, for joining Hi. us today. He's back. Uh, <laughs> thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Um, Alan, Will, thank you for coming on. Um, go check out the Fistful of Films podcast, um, which I don't think I ever talked about on here. I was on an episode of on uh, two. It was either last week or two weeks ago um they are you guys are currently working your way through tarantino's filmography yeah they're currently working their way Mm -hmm. through tarantino's i was on for the pulp fiction episode uh they i believe their jackie brown episode came out this week um or was is that did i just spoil something no it's coming out well we're going in order so yeah, oh, I mean, spoiled. because it's in order, so there's really nothing to spoil. Okay, cool. Well, I think this is coming out on Saturday anyway. Um, yeah, thank you for joining us today. Um, if you want to follow us on our... Oh, actually, you guys, give a shout-out to where the people can find you, because this is where I usually do me and Jagger socials, but I don't know your guys' so why don't you guys... Where can, where can everybody find you? Uh, I mean, for me, everything Cinelapse, and on Twitter, Cinelapsed. Uh, but I don't really use anything other than Letterbox, so you know, just follow me on there if you want. Will, what about you? Yeah, kind of, the, kind of the same. I just kind of do Letterbox. It's WMCG11, and then obviously Fistful Films Podcast. Check that out. Follow. It's awesome as well. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's a great pod. Me and Jagger have both enjoyed listening to it. Um, if you want to follow me and Jagger, I'm Trey the Film Noob. TikTok, Twitter, Letterboxd. He is Jagger Film Reviews on TikTok, Jagger Film Fan on Letterboxd, and Jagger the Movie Guy on Instagram and Twitch. And I believe Twitter. Um, so everybody, thank you for listening today. Um, we'll be with you tomorrow for an episode of The Shining, which Alan and Will will both be on again um, to talk about, not my fate, I don't know, it's in contention for my favorite horror movie. Um, so we'll see everybody tomorrow. Thanks for listening.